2024 outfield rankings 13 through 24 continuing from last week um surprising new uh, addition to the top 24 for us at least white langford uh tell us what you think after this back everybody and thank you for logging in uh before we start make sure you hit that like and subscribe button and scan that qr code in the top right corner that'll take you to all of our social medias all right continuing from last week last week we tried to get through the top 20 we didn't even barely make it dude we, we only got through the top 12 so that this week i'm not going to be overzealous again i'm going to say we're going to try to get through number 13 through 24 the next 12 on the list all right so Sounds first gravy. First on the list, we have our thir 13th outfielder on the list at ADP 43, Randy Rosarena. And I'm pretty sure you've had Randy Rosarena on your league, uh, Javi. So uh, why don't you go ahead and take this one? Yeah, I've actually had him um, a couple of years in a row. Um, uh, Randy Rosarena, uh, I remember when he broke into the scene, uh, there was a lot of hype on this guy. Um He's been okay so far. Um, uh, definitely room for improvement. Um, last season, he hit 254 with 23 home runs and 83 RBIs. Um, and I noticed that every year um, since he came up, he's been declining, like little by little, as far as batting average goes. Um, I don't know if that's a trend. I don't know if, if you know, he's 28. Um, I don't know if, you know... We say 27, you know, man strength, right? I don't know if at 28, if he still has room for improvement as far as his game, how he plays the game. Um, you know, he's giving you typical between 20, 25 home runs. You know, that's like, uh, that's what, what he's going to give you. Um, no more, no less. And the RBIs are about, about the same. Um, the past couple of seasons um he's a great he's a great outfielder um i think as a you know part of your fantasy team he would be a, a good addition um i just don't see him i just see him as what he is at this moment right i don't i don't think he's gonna get any better than where he's at right now yeah and i think adp 43 i think that's a little like i, I wouldn't even say a little that's a, a, a like way too early for me dude like I would yeah. never pick him, you know, that early in the draft. He's such a streaky player, man. He, he has big moments and big situations, but he's so inconsistent. Kind of like what you said, like just, you know, a couple seasons ago, his batting average is a little bit higher. It's just kind of been to like trickling down season by season. Um, you know, season-long numbers actually look okay on paper, but the highs are high and the lows are low, man. You know, and, and he's the type of guy that's either going to win your week or ruin your week. Um, you know, sometimes you might even have like contemplate like dropping him throughout the season, but those th that's the type of guy like I feel like if you ended up drafting him, you just got to stick with him. You know, mm -hmm. like there, 
if, if you drop him, someone else is going to pick him up, and then he's going to get on a hot streak, and then you're going to be, you know, bashing yourself over the head thinking, like, oh, why did I do this? And then, you know, he gets dropped again, and then you pick him up, and then that's when he hits his cold streak. I, I think that that's the type of guy that hopefully you have another outfielder on your bench. So during those cold streaks, you know, check the lefty-righty matchups, you know, check the uh, the ballparks that he's playing in. You know, if, if he's has a weekend series in Colorado, that's definitely a, a, you know, a weekend that I would definitely want to start him all three days. Um, you know, but he, if he's in like San Francisco uh, against a, a righty pitcher, you know, he doesn't really bat very good against righties. So I would definitely try to sit him maybe in San Francisco with, uh, you know, the wind pushing out to, yeah. to either side, like the, the, the harder ballparks to hit home runs. And those, those are usually where I would want to sit uh, a Rosa Reina. But honestly, my best advice is either don't draft Randy Rosarena or ride with him to the end. You know, and if you get a decent trade offer, then you know that's something that you can that you can you know figure out in the moment. You know, if you if if there's something out there that you need in return, go ahead and accept it. You know, um, but you know, I I think Randy or Rosarena, like we already know who he is. You know, the the Cardinals kind of gave up on him, and the the Rays gave him a chance, and he's he's had some shining moments, but overall. I personally would not want to draft him, especially at this price tag. Yeah, he he's a he's one of those love hate guys. You know, usually when you set up your lineup um, at the start of the week, you you feel pretty confident about it. But when you have him in there, you literally have to do your homework and and see does this matchup work out for him, or is this gonna screw me and he's gonna strike out three times. And now I'm down, you know, depending on what uh, kind of league I'm in, you know, I'm either down in points or I'm down in categories. Right. So um, it, this is one of those dudes that you actually have to do your homework on and make sure that you got you got the right matchups uh, for him to, you know, for you to plug him into your team. Yeah, I, I will say, though, back to back seasons with 20 home runs and 20 stolen bases, that can be pretty valuable. You know, even if the batting average is pretty low, um, a little bit more valuable in categories leagues than in points leagues. I, I'd rather have them in categories than, you know, in, in points, uh, which is probably why the ADP is a little bit higher because, you know, 2020, uh, those are, those are the guys that you kind of want to target um, even with the batting average being so low. Um, the lack of walks in 2022 is what kind of like killed his, his overall value, but he actually uh, doubled his walks in 2023. In 2022, he had 46 walks. 2023, he had 80 walks, you know, with 156 strikeouts. 156 strikeouts in uh, how many games did he play? I think he played like 150 games, uh, 151 games. So that's actually not too bad. That's about a strikeout per game, you know. It's it's pretty average, uh, maybe even a little bit below average in, in today's game. Um, now, something I don't really know what to do with, his exit velocities look really good, similar to 2022, which should mean a lot of extra base hits. But in 2022, he had 41 doubles with 20 home runs. In 2023, he only had 19 doubles and 23 mm. home runs. You know, I, I find that very weird. So I don't know if it's he, he just stopped pulling the ball or, you know, whatever it may be. But hopefully he gets back to those 2022 numbers. 41 doubles you know that's that's pretty significant you know that's near elite numbers right there yeah are you picking him up would you pick him up um i 
if, if he was on the waiver wire, I would pick him up. Am I drafting him? I don't think I'm going to draft him. No, right. I, I don't think he's worth it. Um, you know, it, it, yeah, it, really depends on, it, it really depends on what my draft is looking at at the time. Like if I have no outfielders yet, then maybe I'm like, all right, well, Rosa Rain is the best one out there. I got to get my first outfielder right now. You know, gotcha. that that's the kind of mindset that I would be in. But, you know, if there's other starting pitchers or other positions that I need in addition to outfield, then I'd probably go for one of those other positions. Um, yeah, it, it's the, going. Yeah, I think I'm, the, I'm done drafting him. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think I'm so moving on. Too. <laughs> Give me some young <laughs> blood. <laughs> Uh, sprint speed dropped a little bit, but he's still 79th percentile. So you can basically kind of lock him in for 20 home runs and 20 stolen bases every season. All right. And that was Randy Rosarena, number 13 on our list. Now moving on to number 14 on our list. We have Christian Yelich, uh, number 14 on our list at ADP 72. So this is about 30 picks later than Randy Rosarena. Um, Christian Yelich, it, dude, he, th this is the guy that was MVP a few seasons ago and then one back injury, and, you know, it's just been downhill from there. That's crazy, man. I remember how much we used to talk about this guy. Every time we would do a podcast or whenever we would do drafts, Yelich was at the top of everybody's board, you know, great hitter, you know, um, great outfielder. Um, always batting average was always up there. Um, last season, he was at 278, 19 home runs, 76 RBIs, man. That's like, what happened? <laughs> you know, yeah. um, he, he used to be one of the best hitters in baseball. And, um, you know, 2018, 2019 were his peak years. And ever since then, dude, it's just been like, he is like non-existent, bro. Like, like you, you look at like the top outfielders now and when you see Yelich, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember him, you know, w which kind of sucks because, you know, he, he used to be a, an elite hitter. And yeah. now it's just I mean, that was that yeah, big get... trade when he got traded from the Marlins going over to the yeah. Brewers. Like that was what, yeah. what everyone was talking about. Yep. Yep. And then and now now to me, he's more like a, a veteran guy on the ball club, you know, uh, trying to help the younger guys, you know, um, you know, with, with whatever they're working on and stuff like that, um, which is still important, right? You know, as far as baseball goes. Um, but as far as fantasy, um, I don't know, man. Like, I stay away from Yelich simply because he don't got the numbers like that. Yeah, he's going into his age 32 season. He's been around the block a few times. Uh, he did have somewhat of a bounce back season, though. This past season, batting uh, 278 with 19 home runs, 106 runs, 76 RBI. 28 stolen bases dude last yeah. season he only had 19 uh the season before that was nine and 2020 you can't really count that but in 2019 when he won the mvp he was up at 30. so he's only two shy away from his mvp season yeah. uh but the home runs are definitely lacking he only had 19 home runs compared to 44 back in 2019 um, you know, but that was a completely different player. I feel like we can't even yeah. compare him to to that player anymore. Yeah, even even um, before those two years, before the, those two seasons that he had, he was never really a big home run guy, right? Yeah, he, I mean, I, to me, to me, what, he was more like a average batting a batting guy, a batting average. You know, yeah, hit, you know, a hitter, an actual pure hitter. That's what I I feel that he is. 
That's that's what he well, is known for. Remember, 2019 was still part of that juice ball era. That's when everyone was yeah. hitting 40 home runs that season. You know, so yeah. uh, I, I think this is the type of season that can actually make Christian Yelich stand out. You know, the 278 batting average with 19 home runs, 28 stolen bases at 31 years old. I think that's awesome, you know, especially yeah. to get in in the late, uh, well, mid to late rounds, you know, ADP 72, uh, you know, about the fifth round. 140 strikeouts with 78 walks. That's actually a pretty decent ratio. Um, but, you know, this is the type of production that I honestly think that we can expect from Christian Yelich in 2024 also, and that's mainly because his expected numbers, they're right in line with his actual numbers, dude. Mm. Expected batting average, expected slug, it, it's all there. Um, you know, but the, the, the thing is with Christian Yelich in 2021, he suffered from that uh, back injury. You know, we kind of thought he was just done because he just got into this slump and it just took him so long to get out. But you know, I, I actually wouldn't mind drafting Christian Yelich this year. I feel comfortable, you know, thinking that he's probably going to bat close to 270, uh, 20 home runs, maybe 25 to 30 stolen bases again. You know, that I, I would much rather actually have Christian Yelich than Randy Rosarena. Um, the, the difference is Christian Yelich has that back thing. So mm -hmm. it's a little, um, it's a little, it, it, it makes me a little weary about drafting Christian Yelich, you know, right. where, Randy Rosarena, like you said, he's 28 years old. He still has some upside. You know, we've seen him, you know, increase his power numbers and, and stolen bases. So he's on the rise, whereas Christian Yelich, it's like he's a, he's a question mark. You know, now, I don't really know, like, what to do with him. Now, would you rather have him in categories or in points league? I think either one, you know, because the batting average is good. Um, plate discipline is okay. Um you know he's he's kind of like an all-around player. He he he's not great at anything, but he's good at everything. At least in 2023, that was the the fact. You know, whereas Randy Rosarena, it's like he's he's good at some things and he's really bad at some other yeah. things. You know, the the plate discipline. So, um, yeah, the streakiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 ground ball percentage for Christian Yelich was also at a 57.4 percent. I'd like to see that drop a little bit uh league average is at 44.6 percent so he's about 13 percent over league average and the fly ball percentage was a little bit low at 17.3 percent if he can raise that launch angle dude i think that we can actually see another 25 home run season from christian yelich maybe even a little bit more yeah yeah that'd be sick that would that would actually be a plus I think that would be a steal, man, because yeah. even though his ADP is 72, I don't think a lot of people are really drafting him that high. You know, I, that that's across like five different platforms, you know, so um, it, it's just an average. But, you know, depending on what type of league you play in, I think you could actually get him in later rounds and that could be a steal for you. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. All right, man. This is the guy that everyone has been waiting for us to talk about, dude. Man. <laughs> Mike Trout. Mike Trout once considered the best player in all of baseball. And it wasn't just a couple seasons that he was considered the best player in baseball. This was a like a 10-year stretch that oh everyone was just yeah. like, he is above and beyond just the best. We were drafting him number one overall for you know six, seven years in a row. And now talking about Christian Yelich's injuries, Mike Trout, dude, the injuries that he's had, it's just 
over and over again every year it just keeps on happening we talked about judges injuries we talked about Jordan alvarez's injuries honestly i those guys are up there because of their production mike trout doesn't even have the production to back it up anymore dude yeah yeah i um yeah man it, it it's literally a fall from grace man this guy you know everybody knows mike trout always at the top of everybody's draft draft boards you know years ago um you know last season was obviously injury injury uh injuries kind of took over that season for him he only batted 263 with 18 home runs and 44 rbis um uh so i I was doing the math on this right in a four-year stretch of of mlb games is 648 games he's only played in 290 games dude that's 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 two seasons that's like two seasons dude yeah like two full seasons if you look at it and um you know he's 32 right and you know the body's not you know it's starting to like take a toll right he's had foot injuries elbow injuries back injuries hand injuries it's like bro if you put his you know silhouette on the screen and you you know you put the colors of where the injuries are at his fucking his whole body would probably be his whole body. In red, bro. and you dude know? they keep on playing him in center field if you know, know that the that. legs aren't aren't working anymore like dude just put him in dh i know they had shohei otani they needed otani to be the dh for the whole season and you know i i get it for that stretch but you know he's been injured long before otani got there you know, well, maybe not long before Otani got there, but before they knew that Otani was going to turn into this like huge superstar, you know, yeah. they, they yeah. should have been like treating Mike Trout, you know, a little bit cautiously, you know, throughout the seasons. But it's yeah. like, I know that guy's work ethic. You know, I, I've seen him in interviews. He doesn't want to DH. He wants to play the field. He is yeah. a center fielder and he is one of the best center fielders. But yeah, dude, dude just can't stay healthy, man. Dude, he he kind of reminds me of uh of LeBron James, right? You're at that age where you kind of kind of got to look out for your body, you got to treat it right, you got to take a rest here and there. Yeah. You know, in baseball it's great that they have a DH spot because you're not out on the field, you know, wrecking your body. Um but like LeBron, he wants to play. He wants to, you know, he wants to make those plays out in the in the in the outfield. You know, he wants to like you know, be batting, you know, bottom of the ninth, you know, driving in his runs and stuff like, you know, he wants to be out there and it's all good and dandy, but you might be doing more damage to the team. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to, if you want to be selfish like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude, um, we've only seen Mike Trout in the playoffs once, that's you know, and that's a travesty, dude. dude, best player in baseball for such a long time. We've only seen the angels go to the playoffs once, bro. And there's and no way he's getting a ring dog. There's no, no way. way. And no way. The, the only way is if he actually okays a trade to go somewhere to, a, you know, another team that actually has a chance to go to the World Series, you know. But it really seems like the only other place that he would want to go is maybe Philly because he's kind of like from this area. Yeah. But, I mean, do we really see Philly going to the World Series anytime soon? You know, they haven't really been making too many moves. After the Bryce Harper move, like all they really did was just get Trey Turner, which Trey Turner is great. You know, but he's a shortstop. They're yeah. not going after any pitching. They re-signed Nola. 
You know, yeah, Nola's not. Nola's, Nola's fine. He's like a good like number three starter in my opinion, but they have him as the number two. You know, behind Zach Wheeler, and Zach Wheeler's good. He's really good, but he's also a little bit older. So I see him as a number two. Also, yeah. I don't really see him as an ace. You yeah. know, yep. you, you need you need that like like shut down ace that's that's gonna go out there and pitch over two hundred innings with two hundred fifty strikeouts, like the Braves have with Spencer Strider. You know. That's the that's the type of pitcher that you need a, a, a younger pitcher that can go, um, you know, six seven innings every time he goes out there. Durability is is big. The, the Braves are so smart with what they did. But that's enough about yeah. that because this is the outfield preview. All right. Uh, so Mike Trout. Yeah. I mean, I really only have him at at this spot. You know, in in the uh, outfield rankings, just because he's Mike Trout, man, and I kind of got to give him the benefit of the doubt until. Until he's like really done, until he's completely done. I, I hope, you know? I hope they, I hope they, they, they use him uh, the right way this season. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, you know, just just so he can have a good, long, healthy season, because Mike Trout playing baseball is awesome. Baseball, I love yeah. watching Mike Trout freaking play, and I, I love his swing. He's a great player. He's a humble dude. Um, it just, you know, sucks. Like he's, he's on a crappy team. Sorry, Ernie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Ernie. Yeah. But you know, it's now that Shohei Otani's gone, maybe though, maybe he'll actually be more willing to play DH rather than playing center field every day. Like it's fine to still play in the field, you know, but give your legs a break, man. You know, that that's like the biggest thing. Like those, those have been the biggest injuries for Mike Trout. It's always a calf thing or a hamstring thing, or, you know, I, I think a healthy Mike Trout is a dangerous Mike Trout, you know, and, and that's the type of player that we want to see going forward. We don't want to see him running around in the outfield every single day and potentially getting hurt. No. All right. That was Mike Trout. Moving on to our next outfielder on the list. We have, Nolan Jones at number 16, uh, kicking off the fifth tier. Let me see. I got it here somewhere. There we go. All right, so Nolan Jones. Nolan Jones actually came onto the scene last year, I believe, was his first season. Um, 2022, he only saw 399 pitches, played in 28 games. So he had a little bit of – of some MLB experience, but that was with Cleveland moves over to Colorado. And now all of a sudden, you know, Nolan Jones is on the, the top 20 for, uh, for outfielders. Um, Nolan Jones. I mean, do, do you know much about this guy? Um, not too much. Uh, he had great stats uh, last season. I'll, I'll tell you that um, he batted 297, which is great. Um, but then he plays in, you know, the Rockies in Colorado. So uh, 20 home runs, uh, 62 RBI, 20 stolen bases, man. Um, this guy looks like he's like one of them all around like 2020 guys, uh, which is great. Um, you know, the Rockies are a young, they're a young team. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're starting to put their pieces together. They got a couple of young guys that are, uh, that are really good. Um, uh, you know, as far as, uh, as fantasy goes, like, um, maybe like keeper league uh, would be cool, you know, because he's you know he's young. Um, but uh, I I feel like he's got a lot of upside, you know, playing yeah. in Colorado. I, I think I think the upside is there 
Now you mentioned the uh, the twenty home runs and twenty stolen bases last season, but you didn't mention that that was only in one hundred and six games. So imagine this guy in one hundred and sixty two games. Yo. You know that's that's like closer to like closer to thirty and thirty. You know, yeah. I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if we actually see a 30-30 season from Nolan Jones next season. And I'm actually very excited for Nolan Jones. I have him in the keeper league, and I'm kind of debating, like, oh, man, do I keep Nolan Jones or do I yeah. keep, you know, Max Freed? You know, yeah. do I take the chance on a really cheap rookie that I can keep for five bucks? Or do I keep Max Freed that's like, you know, I, I think he's like $24 or something like that in our salary cap. Yeah. So, uh, Nolan Jones, I'm actually pretty excited about him, man. I, I think that we could be talking about Nolan Jones as a top 10 outfielder next season. You know, 94th percentile, 94th percentile, barrel percentage. Um, that's 15.7% barrel percentage compared to the league, which is 6.9. So he's he's hit, hitting the ball pretty square. Uh, 89th percentile on expected slug at 501. League average is 406. 96 percentile max exit velocity 115.3 miles an hour off the bat that that's great to hear in In playing colorado Colorado. exactly yeah you know and just like you said he's a young dude he's only 25 years old going into his age 26 season i wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit of the man strength a little bit early and then you know full blown at 27 28 years old so uh next couple seasons actually look pretty bright for him man um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I like this dude. Um, you know, he's he's a little, you know, he's down there on the list only because he's only really had one season. Yeah. But um, definitely, um, I could see him moving up top ten uh next year for sure. Yeah, you know what's crazy though, his numbers are actually slightly better away from Coors than they are at Coors. So once huh. he kind of gets like adjusted playing at Coors Field, I feel like. This guy could be even, you know, a top five outfielder eventually. Yo. You know, we're we're talking about um, uh, Corbin Carroll going so early with I don't he barely had twenty home runs, right? It was like twenty right. home runs with like fifty four stolen bases, and that's a full yeah. season. And this yeah. guy hit hit twenty home runs just in one hundred and six games, and he's playing in Colorado. I feel like there's going to be a lot of people out there that like, you know there's going to be some doubt because he plays in Colorado, you know, just like there was with uh, Nolan Arenado. Arenado, Arenado was, was playing in Colorado and DJ LeMayhew, and then they go off to other teams. And, of course, they're not performing as well as they were in Coors. But this guy's away numbers are looking even better than they are than at Coors. So I feel like, you know, we could, we could see some really big things from Nolan Jones in the future, in the near future. Yeah, if you got Nolan Jones and a keeper, ooh. You're in for some fun, son. I'm thinking about it, man. I'm thinking about it. And uh, after, um, you know, when we lock our four players and then the two expansion teams, they're going to be drafting from every team on the league. And uh, I have a feeling someone's going to take Max Freed, and then the the, the decision's just going to be made for him. You right, know? right. And then I'll I'll end up uh, keeping Nolan Jones. And I think yeah, you won't you won't be mad. You won't be mad yeah. either way. Yeah, I don't think so. At least not in the beginning. And then all of a sudden he turns into a fantasy bust, and I'm like, well, he was only five bucks. So, well, yeah, yeah, no yeah. biggie. <laughs> all right, moving on to our next player, Josh Lowe. Now, is, we talked about this before. Is it Josh Lowe or Josh Lowe? I think it's Nate Lowe and Josh I Lowe. I want to say Lowe. I want to say Lowe. 
don't you know. know. We'll we'll figure it out, and then next time yeah. we talk about them on the show, we'll uh, yeah. We'll or make or sure if we somebody wants to let us know in the comments, you know. Yeah, how, yeah. How Please let us know in the comments. Any uh, any uh, Tampa Bay fans out there that if you know how to say his name, I guess we should start uh, watching some Tampa Bay broadcasts, so that way we can figure yeah. out how to say this guy's name. There you go. All right, so Josh Low, whatever. Josh Low, twenty-five years old, pretty young. 16th outfielder on our list at ADP 99. Actually, really like this ADP 99. Yeah, that, that's that's not bad, man. Um, yeah, uh, 20 20 home runs, 83 RBI, 32 stolen bases. Yeah, I could rock with that's that. Good. I think this this guy is is, is along the lines uh, with uh, with Nolan Jones, man. Like like they're young. Um, you know, they they have great stats. Uh, low plays on a good team um you know i i don't see why not like why he wouldn't be able to move up to the top 10 as well you know um it, it was really his first season uh last season right first first real season i think first uh full season yeah because he played 52 games in full 2022 season. yeah yeah so um i you know i picked him up a couple times throughout the season last year and he he had a, you know, he was hot for a minute, then he kind of dropped, so I had to drop him. Then he got hot again, and yeah, I, I just hope he's not one of them streaky guys, you know. Um, but you know, the, the, the stats, you know, they say different, you know. Hopefully, you know, he can uh, continue, you know, producing the way he did last season. Yeah, he played 135 games, so almost a complete full season for uh, for Josh Lowe, Lau whatever um uh, looks like the rays are actually planning to move josh lau up in the batting order uh last season lau mainly batted in the seven and eight hole uh now with the allegations against wander franco it appears the rays have a hole in the number two spot and um in the in the lineup and that's exactly where he's projected to hit on um on a lot of websites that i've been looking at so uh josh lau could take a, a huge step forward this coming season We've already seen that he can uh, close to 300, puts the ball in the air a lot, and has started hitting the ball harder each season since 2021 debut. 25-25 uh, with 100 runs, 90 RBI, 30-plus stolen bases seems likely uh, for, for Josh Lau. And you did mention that he had 32 stolen bases last season, but I just want to add a little bit to that. He only got caught three times. Wow. So in 35 <laughs> attempts, he had 32 successful stolen bases. That's awesome, dude. Dude, is that, I, that's in 130 games? Yeah. Whoa. I, I think he has some big sleeper potential, dude, going at number yeah. 99. Yep. He's, yeah, he's on my that's radar. A, that's a good spot. That's a good spot for him. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Like you said, you know, this this could be another one where, um, you know, we could be drafting him a lot higher next season. So, yep. Josh Lau, good sleeper. There you go. All right. Next up on the list, we have Brian Reynolds. Uh, 18th outfielder on our list at ADP 75. So he's actually going a little bit before Josh Lau, but because of, you know, the reasons that I just mentioned, I do have Josh Lau just a little bit uh, higher than Brian Reynolds on my uh, outfielder rankings. Uh, Brian Reynolds, I, honestly, man, I, I think he's looking really good, but he's on the Pirates. Yeah. Yeah, I, he's one of the – I think he's one of those players that, that gets slept on a lot like 
the, I, the reason why I heard of, uh, about him a lot last season was, you know, trade trade rumors. You know, uh, they were trying to trade him, and you know, I don't know what happened, but they ended up giving him a new contract. I think he signed for like eight years or something like that. Um, but uh, his numbers are always good, man. He he's right there, like between 260 and 270. He's gonna give you between 20, 25 home runs. You know, 80, 90 RBIs. You know that. And, and the guy, he he's to me, he's kind of like that. That whole team is young. It, it, it's get you know they're they're putting their pieces together. You know they were hot last season when they started, um, and I think he's gonna he's like that that leader. He's gonna be that that guy. I, that that's how I see him. Um, but uh, I, he's a stud, dude. I, he, he you know what what uh, ADP was he seventy what? Uh, seventy seventy five. Yeah, that's not. I think that's a good spot for him too. Yeah, that, that that's fine. Um, you know, if it was closer to his twenty twenty one numbers, where he batted three oh two, you know, with uh with an expected batting average of two ninety three, you know, I think I think people are thinking that maybe he just had a down season, which I'm thinking it too. You know, um, like you said, his numbers are solid, but I think that he's closer to like a, a three hundred hitter. Um, I think last season he might have been just like you know, a little bit discouraged, you know, with the trade rumors and, and stuff like that. And then finally, when they gave him his extension, he, you know, finally started feeling a little bit better about his situation in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And the uh, Pirates are actually making some moves. So I, I did see a couple offseason signings that they've done. And um, it, it looks like maybe not ready to compete yet, but at least they're like, you know, trying to make some fans happy and uh, trying to get the morale up, you know, within the team. Yeah. They got a lot of a lot of young, nice young pieces out there, man. Pittsburgh can be solid, dude. They, they, yeah. They'll be solid. Yeah, they have a really nice ballpark too. I'd love to go down there, PNC Park, with like the bridge in the background and everything. It's only four hours away, bro. You you let me know. Is it four? I thought it was more like seven. Nah, I I think it's a four hour drive. Hey, if it's a four hour drive, dude. Well, I'm I don't know. Down. Maybe from maybe from you, I, it might be a little longer. I'm not sure. Nah, you're only like an hour from me, so yeah. We could definitely make the trip though. Take a take a weekend, go down there, oh, yeah. figure I'm down. find out find out when the Dodgers are going to Pittsburgh. I would definitely do that. Dude. Hey. Plan let's plan it out. <laughs> yeah, I actually can't make it to any of the Dodgers Phillies games this season because my son's graduating from high school at the uh, uh the the same day that the Dodgers get here. You know, they're the first game oh. of their series. And um and my parents and you know, my sister and all of them are flying in for my son's graduation, so uh, that's fine though, you know. I I get to go to every uh, every Dodgers Phillies game, you know, every single year. So yeah. missing one year is not that going to be that big of a deal. But if Take we can, break, bro. yeah. Last last year I actually went to Boston to go see the Dodgers play. It was uh, Mookie yeah. Betts' first time playing back at uh, at Fenway. That was cool. So yeah, I remember you told me about that. Yeah, so maybe this season I'll, I'll take a trip to Pittsburgh instead of um, instead of Philly this year. You know. Yeah. All right, so back to Brian Reynolds. Uh, his 2023 batting average was a little bit lower than his expected batting average, so hopefully that can kind of work itself out a little bit in, in 2024. Uh, like you said, batting average was 263. Expected batting average was 276. Exit velocities look good. Barrel rate looks really good. Strikeout rate for someone that doesn't hit that many home runs is a little high for me. I'd like to see him drop that strikeout rate just a little bit. Um, the 12 stolen bases, now that – 
12 stolen bases last season. That's actually a career high for him. You know, seven the year before and only five the year before that. So definitely taking advantage of those uh, bigger bases and, and uh, other rules that MLB has implemented this season. Uh, he's pretty consistent throughout the season, but he really turned it on in the second half, hitting 15 of his 24 home runs after the All-Star break. So you love to see a strong finish. You know, I feel like that's one of the reasons why his ADP got a little bit higher also. Uh, solid option with minimal pop and a, a sudden increase in stolen bases. So, you know, he's he's not a zero in speed, um, but, you know, 12 stolen bases last season. That, that's that's not like, you know, something that you can look for, but it's definitely a good bonus. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like uh, Brian Reynolds at that at that ADP spot. Um, he he definitely um, all around average home runs, RBI, and hopefully stolen bases. Remember, I told you guys like I think the 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 whole size of the the bases is gonna be a big it's gonna be a big difference from one year to to another. Yeah, and we've seen a bunch of guys box. just fucking you know that. Yeah, yeah, you know, like freaking Freeman, right? How many stolen bases did he have? Oh, dude, twenty something. <laughs> Where the hell? Did, where did that come from? He wasn't doing yeah, that dude, before. And Freeman's sprint speed is like like fortieth percentile, like lower half of the league. And this guy like was like right in the middle with with a bunch of guys to steal a bunch of bases. So weird. Yeah, crazy man, crazy. But that that's awesome, man. It's exciting for baseball. Yeah, definitely. All right, nineteenth uh, outfielder on our list at ADP one hundred and three is uh, Evan Carter. So he was. A rookie last season, uh, and he actually only played 23 games. So going into 2024, he should actually keep his rookie eligibility, his prospect status. So he has a chance to win rookie of the year next season. It, I, honestly, I think it might be between uh, this guy, Evan Carter, and um, Jackson Holiday from the Orioles. And um, mm-hmm. a, another name that we'll talk about later that we kind of mentioned earlier, you know, he, he could be up there also. But uh, actually his teammate. Uh, so Evan Carter, uh, there's not a lot of stat cast information on this guy, but he is in the 96 percentile on sprint speed. You know, yeah. uh, only had three stolen bases, but that was only in 23 games. Um, did you watch him at all during the World Series? Were, were you able to catch the playoffs and watch this guy? Um, I did not. But um, I, I did a little reading on, on the guy, and I heard he's a speedster, and I heard he has great uh, plate discipline. Um, I heard that, that they call him a full count Carter, which is kind of kind of cool. Is that uh, a plate you know, discipline? He, yeah, because <laughs> of the you know because he he walks a lot and he doesn't strike out a lot, I guess. Um, but. I, I'm 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 kind of excited to see what uh, what this guy can do. Um, you know, like like you said, there's not really a lot of lot to go off of. Um, I didn't watch the the World Series because uh, my Dodgers weren't in it, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I mean, if he's up here like with these other guys that you know are proven, um, it, it says something about the guy, right? He he's he's what 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 a uh, prospect is he? Like, how high is he up there? On um, I'm not sure. I'd have to look at that. I know he's up there. I know he's in the top 10. But uh, honestly, dude, so a lot of people saw him in the postseason. He played 17 games. He batted 300, 10 extra base hits, three stolen bases, 10 walks to 19 strikeouts. But before getting the call in the minors, 
he batted uh, 288 with 13 home runs and 26 stolen bases in 108 games. So the stolen bases, the 96 percentile and sprint speed, that definitely showed in the minors. Uh, 13 home runs in 108 games. He's still super young, dude. He's only 20 years old last season. So going into his age 21 season, um, he doesn't really hit the ball exceptionally hard. His exit velocity was at 89 miles an hour. His max exit velocity was at 107.5 miles per hour. So, But it's also a really small sample size. Uh, But, dude, I I think that this guy has it all. You know, he he batted 300 in every – every um, level of the minors and then even in his little cup of coffee that he had in the major leagues he batted 300 also he showed out in in the playoffs he he batted 300 in the playoffs you know and honestly i think that this guy could be a, another one like like i said rookie of the year potential next season yeah that's what's up i'm excited yeah a lot of people actually have our next guy on the list um, a little bit ahead of Evan Carter, but I don't. Uh, So the next guy on our list is George Springer from the Toronto Blue Jays, formerly of the cheating 2017 Houston Astros. (laughs) Boo. Yeah, boo. Uh, Anyway, you know, everyone thought that George Springer was going to go to Toronto. And, um, well, I, I can't say everyone thought because there were some people that were, like, skeptical, like, is he legit? Or was he cheating, you know? And I don't know, because he keeps on getting hurt. So I don't – I it, it's hard to really tell. Uh, last season, he was 33 years old, played 154 games. So it was actually actually the first time that he's played at least 150 games since 2016. So dude's always getting hurt. You, you know, I can't really – I don't really like guys that, that are, you know, made of glass. Um, but – you, you can't deny that the talent's there, you know. Like yeah. we, we've seen enough from George Springer to know that, you know, the the 2017 Astros. You can say whatever you want about them, but he was actually like, you know, legit. Like he's yeah. he's a good he's a good baseball player. Yeah, that's a um, leadoff a leadoff bomb hitter, man. <laughs> yeah, like you said, Springer Dinger. Yeah, every every freaking replay or every highlight on ESPN, you know, you see you used to see this dude hitting bombs at first at bat, you know, so. You know, um, yeah, uh, I've never really been been a big George Springer guy. Um, he's just kind of mid to me. He's not. He's not. He was more exciting when he was with the Astros. Right now that he's on the Blue Jays, to me, he's just more of a. You know, isn't that's another young team. You know, this dude. You know, he's up there in age. He's like another veteran presence for the young fellas to, you know, to follow. Um, I mean. 21 home runs, 72 RBIs, 34. He's 34. That's not too bad, right? Yeah, he's going into his age 34 season. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, he's he's definitely not the same player that he was when with the Astros. You know, um, nowhere near that player. Uh, 2023, like I said, it was only the second time in George Springer's career that he played more than 140 games. Um, that is pretty impressive. Point, yeah, yeah, especially at, at, mm-hmm. at his age. Um, I don't know if he played a lot of DH last season. I don't think he did. Um, you know, they, they got a lot of players on that team that that could use that DH spot more than uh, than he can, but um, or at least he should because they you know they're more productive. 
But uh, at, at this point in the draft, at ADP 93, I think I'm looking more for upside or consistency. And honestly, George Springer is not the guy that has upside or cons- consistency. You know, um, if, if I'm going to take a risk on on someone, it's not going to be George Springer. You know, it's going to be one of these other younger guys that have a lot of upside. You know, yeah. um, I, I feel like at this point in the draft, I probably already have two of my outfielders. You know, his ADP is 93. So I probably already have two outfielders. I I could definitely take a chance on, you know, actually, I think the next four outfielders on my list, I would rather take a chance on than, uh, than George Springer. But, you know, his ADP is just, it, it, it's... It's so high up there that I had to put him number twenty on the list. Maybe, maybe, maybe you think it's because of the name, because everybody knows who George Springer is and probably what he what he's done. That's why he's that high. Yeah, I, yeah, I it could see, be. I can see that. I can see that. But yeah, um, I I would you know the like the next four guys. Yeah, I could see myself taking them as well. Um, no, or just, I just think he be... hit his ceiling. He hit his ceiling a long time ago. Yeah, you know? I agree. And it's kind of time to move on and. You know, you got a bunch of young, hungry guys coming up, you know, from the minors and stuff. And you're right. I'd rather take a chance on a busted young guy than a, you know, than a decent Springer, you know, because yeah. there's always upside to a younger guy than a guy that's exactly. already, you know, in his age 34 uh, year, you know. Yeah. The, the only thing I will say for Springer is 20 stolen bases. That's actually a career high for him at 35 years old. So that yeah. that's a little surprising, and another another guy taking advantage of those uh, bigger pizza boxes that they have at you know at, at every yeah. base. But um, yeah, uh, do I trust the the speed? Do I think he's going to do it again? I, I don't think so, man. He's he's getting too old for that. I think the legs are eventually going to you know just give out. And I mean, he's still an outfielder. He still plays in the outfield. But like we said. He's only played 140 plus games twice in his career, so I I just don't trust it. I think uh, last season, if, if he was on your team, you know, great, you, you know, you did good, you know, holding him on, holding on to him for the whole season. But I don't trust him for 2024. I think that I would much rather have number 21 on our list, Seiya Suzuki. Seiya Suzuki in 2023. He, he was pretty solid for most of the season, man. Um, he had that slump in June and July. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't know if you remember, like, all of, like, the, the media and everything going on about, um, you know, David Ross's decision to give him, like, a, the mental break. I don't know if you remember that. But um, he mm-hmm. – so so he was slumping real hard for a solid, like, two months. You know, he I dropped his that. batting average. He was batting over 300. And then yep. his batting average dropped to, like, 240 or something. Just within you know like a short amount of time, so David Ross decides to give him a mental break. He played like four games within like a two week period, and uh, all of a sudden after that, you know, Say Suzuki just caught fire again. So yeah. he he had a really strong finish. Um, I I think uh, I think that's one of the reasons why I really like Say Suzuki. You know, I feel like he he's the type of guy that like if he can figure it out. You know, then I'll take a chance on him more than yeah. I would trust George Springer. Yeah, I I remember. Uh, I think Tony was was uh he had him on his squad and he was trying to deal him with whoever would trade with him. Um, and I think I don't think nobody bit on it, and he ended up getting on that hot streak. Um, 
yeah i uh you know he he's uh he had a really good season man uh i remember mid-season like, like past mid-season he he was just like a forgotten guy you know beginning of the season he was great oh my god he was like over 300 he was hitting bombs um you know and he was making noise dude um so i i hope he's not one of them dudes that is a streaky guy as well you know um how, uh how old is he he is 28 years old yeah he's he's cool yeah, yeah he was an international free agent and he came over a little bit later like most of these guys do you know it's very rare that you actually see a guy like shohei otani that comes over at like 24 years old you know yeah. most of the time these guys are already coming over after they've already established a career in the kbo or the japanese league or wherever it is that they came from which say suzuki did and you know he made a name for himself over there and now going into his age 29 season, I, I think I, I like to say this is Yuki, man. Um, you know, af after that mental break from uh, August 11th and on, he batted 356 with 11 home runs, 15 doubles, four triples, the lowest K percentage of, of the season with 1,028 OPS, you know, to finish the season like that, you know, that, that puts some, uh, some stock in, in your uh, fantasy value, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully, he, now, hopefully that carries over, you know. Exactly. That's the question yeah. is, did this fix Suzuki for good, you know, or is he going to need another mental break, you know, next season, mm. which we're not going to find out because uh, David Ross is not the manager of the Cubs anymore. So who's their manager uh, now? Uh, I think Craig Cancel, right? Didn't Craig Cancel get, oh, get hired by the Cubs? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they were they were team, mad man? about that. They were mad yeah. about that because they're in the same uh, division. Yeah, exactly. And I, I like Craig Council a lot. You know, David Ross is very green. You know, he, he was mm -hmm. the catcher for the Cubs when they won the World Series back in, was what was that, like 2015, something like that. Oh and God. then he just went straight from, like, player to manager. Like, yeah. it, was, it was so fast how that happened. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like he did a good job for his, uh, you know, little yeah. manager yeah. stint that he did. I'm surprised the Cubs actually moved on from him so quickly. But – you know, if if they if the Cubs didn't lock up Craig Council, then he would have went somewhere else. And managers are actually getting paid pretty good money now. Craig Council, I think, is the highest paid manager in Major League Baseball right now. Oh wow! What's up? Yeah, can't can't blame the guy. Can't blame the Cubs for going after one of the best managers in baseball either. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so he, that he, was yep. that was say a Suzuki. And uh, moving on to number 22, I believe, uh, Nick Castellanos. So now Nick Castellanos has had a lot of ups and downs, man. He's not the same guy that he was when he played with the Reds, you know. But Cincinnati, that's Great American Small Park, you know. That, that's yeah. what they call it. And, and, you know, dingers, dingers and dingers and more dingers, you know. But... <clears throat> Now, Nick Castellanos, he, he moved on, uh, started in Detroit. <laughs> Excuse me. Started in Detroit, uh, played with the Cubs, and then Cincinnati, and then now he's in Philly, found a home in Philly. And it looks like he might even finish his career there because uh, he did sign a multi-year deal. Um, what do you think about Nick Castellanos? Yeah, or nay? Um, I, I had him um, last season in in my uh, on my team, and – I mean, his numbers were solid, dude. Um, uh, 
I think he he had a lot of strikeouts. Um, he's 31 years old. He batted 272, 29 home runs, and 106 RBIs. That's pretty solid for for you know playing in you know in uh, Philly in Philly's ballpark. But the strikeouts were up there. Um, I don't have the exact number, but I know they were up there. Um, I I mean. Yeah, uh, looks like 183 strikeouts. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was like super inflated. Um, uh, but I, I, to me, Castellanos has always been kind of like a real solid outfielder. Just you know, he's gonna give you your 25 home runs. He's gonna give you your 90 to 100 RBIs. Um, he's not gonna wow you. I just think that's just kind of like the player that he is. And maybe, you know, he's up there in age as well. You know, he's not like one of those exciting dudes, you know, but you're not going for excitement as far as, you know, fantasy league goes, right? You're going for numbers and stuff like that. So um, I, I think he's a pretty solid guy. Uh, where do you have him on ADP? Uh, ADP, he is. Shoot, I didn't write that down. But I will get that right now. Uh, yeah, Nick Castellanos, you know, like he did have uh, 29 home runs last season, which was a, a lot more than he had the previous season. And he, he played 136 games in 2022, 157 games in 2023. But his home runs went up from 13 to 29. Oh, Let's see, 2024 ADP. Yeah, I know he's he's pretty low on the list, and it's basically because you know he's he's just um, he's been declining in the last few years, and everyone's known it. You know, ever since he went to Philly, which is you know usually a great place to hit, but I don't know, maybe sometimes it just takes a little while for um, for guys to kind of get, just get like adjusted to new ballparks, kind of like with a uh, with Trey Turner. Trey Turner, yep. Right, maybe so he needs, a, he needs a maybe he needs a standing ovation too, bro. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> so Nick Castellanos is ADP one hundred and two, so he's actually going a little bit ahead of Seiya Suzuki. Mm, yeah, yeah. For what he gives you, I, that's not a bad spot for him either. Yeah, that's not bad. You know, he struggled a little bit in July, but he was solid otherwise. Like you said, I think his biggest con is the strikeouts and, and the lack of walks. Way too many strikeouts, man. Yeah. But. He puts the ball in the air a decent amount, above league average, and he uh, maximizes his slug percentage by pulling the ball more than league average. So uh, I, th I think that's kind of like all we really have to say about about Nick Castellanos, that he, you know, he puts, puts the ball in the air, pulls it. That's where the home runs are going to come from. He's not a standout in, you know, a lot of categories. He did hit 272 last season. That's pretty good. Uh, let's see what his expected batting average was last season. Expected batting average was 258, so a little bit lower than, uh, than his actual number. So looks like he got a little bit, little bit lucky, but that could also be park factors, you know, playing in Philadelphia. Um, ball seems to travel a little bit better there than uh, a lot of other ballparks, but, yeah, he's, he's fine. He's a fine option. I wouldn't yeah. mind him as, like, my – Maybe utility player, not really as my third outfielder. I'm hoping to have my outfield already like locked up by then. Yeah. Uh, but 
you know, if if anything, I mean, you could you, you could always have him on the bench, you know. Yeah. Either bench. I mean, in a points league, I don't really like to have hitters on my bench. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'd rather much have pitchers. You know, they're they're the ones that can get like twenty points in a day, versus the only way a batter's going to get that is if he hits for the cycle or something. You know. Yeah. All right, moving on to number twenty-three. Hey, Oscar Hernandez, uh, new signing for the Dodgers, man. I I kind of like this signing for the Dodgers too. Like a lot of people are talking crap. Like, what about Chris Taylor? What about Chris Taylor? Man, Chris Taylor's offense has been booty for the last like yeah. three seasons. You know, two thousand seventeen he was amazing. Two thousand eighteen he was still really good. And I feel like after the pandemic he just kind of like. You know, took like a, a, a nosedive, but he's also getting a lot older. What I do like about Chris Taylor, though, is that he plays every position except for first catcher and, and pitcher. So he could bounce around and, and, you know, fill holes where he needs to. But I still feel like Teoscar Hernandez is going to get a lot of that bet. He's he's going to be the primary left fielder for the Dodgers. How old is Teoscar Hernandez? Teoscar Hernandez is going into his age 31 season. Oh, that's... That's all right. You know, I, I, I personally, I, I love this signing, dude. Um, 258 last season, 26 home runs, 93 RBIs with the Mariners. I mean, that's awesome, dude. I mean, and, and he's kind of like a veteran dude too. You know, he's been around, you know, and, um, you know, if he can give, if he can give the Dodgers numbers like this, oh my God. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would love that, especially because like he's he's played in ballparks that didn't really do him any favors. You know, um, Toronto and and Seattle they're not really known as hitters ballparks, and uh, the Dodgers Stadium is actually like kind of like right in the middle. Like it's not a good hitters ballpark, but it's also not a good pitchers ballpark. You know, it's kind of like neutral uh, versus right. like Toronto and Seattle that are more pitchers ballparks. So um, I. I like what I'm seeing on paper, man. His barrel percentage is higher than league average. Uh, exit velocity looks really good, around 92 miles per hour. Max exit velocity, around 113 miles per hour. Hits the sweet spot on the bat a lot. Um, the, the K percentage, man, that's, that's what's killing me. Uh, it, it, it was up last season from previous seasons, uh, 31.1%. Third, over thirty mm. percent for a guy that doesn't hit forty home runs. You know, if yeah. if you're hitting forty home runs, I don't care what your strikeout per, uh, strikeout percentage is. But let's see, he only hit twenty six home runs. So if you're only hitting twenty six home runs, your your strikeout rate needs there. to drop a lot, yeah. man. You know, but uh, ground ball percentage is is right in line with the average. He puts the ball in the air. A, a decent amount and he hits the ball really hard when he actually does make contact. So I think that's probably the reason why um, he has a lot of strikeouts. The, uh, the launch angle isn't really there, which is probably the lack of home runs. Um, but he does hit the ball hard. So I'll, I'll give him that. I, I think the Dodgers can actually do some really good things with Teoscar Hernandez. And this is uh this could be a potential sleeper as well. Yeah, I was I was gonna say that too. Maybe um, him being on the Dodgers, you know, they can kind of work out the kinks where um, he's uh, struggling as far as the strikeouts go. Um, but for the Dodgers, um, it's I I love that signing, man. That's awesome. Yeah, ADP one twenty six. So he's definitely going towards like the the later rounds of the draft. He could he could be 
you know, if if you're kind of like debating about who you want to pick up at that time and Tay Oscar's kind of floating around, like give him a shot, man, because he's probably going to play 150 games for one of the best lineups in baseball. Runs and RBIs are going to tick up, potentially maybe more home runs. You never know. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, moving on to our last outfielder of part two of the 2024 outfield preview. White Langford has not even played an MLB game yet, and he is on our top 24 list, man. Well, at least on mine, because this is my my rankings. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> White Langford, dude, prospects are always wild cards, but White Langford really looks like the real deal, man. He's hit above 300 at every level with power and with speed. Uh, he was derailed in 2023 by one of the worst things that can happen to any baseball player and any man. He was hit on the balls with with a pitch, and it <laughs> ruptured his testicle. And no he was way. out. Yeah, it sucks, dude. And super dude. young guy, man. Super young guy. Let's see. He's uh, 21, right? 22. He's 22 years old. Um, yeah, that, that kind of sucked for him, dude. But he's going on to the the former you know World Series champions with the Texas Rangers. There's only one guy that's standing in his way. That's Leody Tavares. You know, he's like a he's he's a whatever mm-hmm. guy. You know, he's not fantasy mm-hmm. relevant really, like except in like really deeper leagues. But Dude, in 44 games last season, in in all levels of uh, of the minors, he batted 360 with a 480 on base percentage, amazing plate discipline, a 1,157 OPS, 10 home runs, 36 runs, 30 RBI, 36 walks to 34 strikeouts, more walks than strikeouts. I love that, especially in the points league. 12 stolen bases, caught stealing three times. Um. Let's see. So after he was hit by the pitch and he finally like uh, came back, uh, he actually came back really strong. Uh, moving up at every level of the minors, finished 2023 in AAA, batting 368 with a 538 uh, slug percentage and a 1064 OPS. So wow. I think that this is a type of guy that could definitely make the opening day roster for the Rangers, you know, he's definitely going to get the invite to spring training. If he moved up that fast, each level, he only played two months, dude. And uh, less than two months, actually only 44 games. And he moved up all the way from rookie ball to single a double a and triple a within just 44 games within less than two months. That's you know? and, and that's batting over 300 at every single level. And I think that that, that production could just still continue. You know, moving up to Major League Baseball. You know, usually there's some growing pains at every level, but he had yeah. none, man. He was just elite in, in every single level. So, uh, like I said, the only man standing in Langford's way is Leone Tavares, so there's basically no one standing in his way. Uh, yeah, this is the reason why. Yeah, if you why. got an NA spot, that's a great, that's a great uh, spot to, to draft them in, like towards the back end of your draft. Yeah, and even in the categories league, man, even in the categories league, like where you have some of the batters as your bench players, I wouldn't mind statching him on my bench, even if he isn't called up for the you know the first month of the season. If I can afford it, I'm gonna try to keep him on my bench. You know, and and like you said, if if there's an NA spot in your league, definitely, 
definitely scoop up Wyatt Langford. Word. All right, that was it for uh, outfield preview. Uh, let me show you this uh, tier six real quick. So we had Seiya Suzuki, Nick Castellanos, Teoscar Hernandez, and Wyatt Langford. All right, we reached the end of the show. Uh, again, we thank you guys for listening to us. Uh, make sure you scan that QR code in the top right corner to follow us on all of our social medias. And please hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, we'll keep on bringing you good talk content every week. And make sure you tune in this Monday for uh, Carlos and Ernie's podcast. Uh, they're always fun to listen to. You know, they, they do like the MLB news and rumors and history. And it's a fun show. And uh, we yeah. will be back with our catcher preview next week. Drop uh, uh, your comments, questions, all that good stuff, man. Uh, you know, so we can uh, interact more with you guys. Yep. Thanks for being here. And uh, thank you, Javi. Uh, for Javi, I am Will Power, and this was Real Talk Baseball Outfield Preview. Thank you, guys, and see you next week. See you.